podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. Back. The boys are back, and I am pumped. All right. This is what? You know, I don't even know how many, how many live shows I've done. <laughs> and I still get excited. I still get excited for these live shows. And I can never get enough. And boy, oh boy, it is fun. Because Big 12 Media Days are here. Football season is less than 50 days away. Chauncey is absolutely going batshit crazy outside. Crazy stuff is happening in my personal life. But the one thing I can always depend on, and the one thing everyone can depend on, is football season will always come back around, and the Boneheads are going to be able to join me live on Wednesday nights. This is the only, the only K-State podcast that is going to be Daily during the week until the end of football season, until I die, or until I get burnt out and kill the show off or get super sick. One of those three things are going to happen, and that's the only time that this show will not drop an episode at 4.30 in the morning on a weekday. And I'm pumped. Chauncey really is not having this shit tonight. He has a bloodthirst for squirrels. So you guys are going to hear him barking quite a bit tonight. I'm sure um, it is what it is. Uh, Big 12 media days. We're going to kind of talk about it. We'll dance around it. Uh, not a lot of K-State news that actually came out. Um, so we aren't going to be doing anything too crazy, too Big 12 uh, media day centric. I will say this. I should have gone. Um, ultimately probably could have made it happen. Uh, I regret not getting down there and getting some, uh, interviews for you guys. Maybe next year. I've been saying that ever since, uh, ever since we went down there that first time. Um, so I'm sorry. We'll try to get down there, but, uh, we're going to jump into it. So as everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been following on Twitter knows that home field finally has a K state Assortment. It's 14 pieces strong. I have seen the entire line. It is fire. There are probably, I've been saying two, but I think there are three shirts that might actually sell out on day one. So set your alarm for 11 a.m. in God's time zone here in the Central, 12 p.m. Eastern. Use promo code Bosco's Voice for 15% off. So what we're going to do is... What is your dream piece of K-State apparel that you do not own? So Homefield is going to have a shirt I guarantee that every single one of you wants to buy. I promise your new favorite t-shirt is going to be from this Homefield launch. But what is your dream piece of apparel? Maybe something you once had that you don't anymore. Something that's never made it to marketplace. Just what is that dream piece of apparel? I'm starting out on the West Coast, home of all my media nemesis except for andy staples who's in the south but i'm gonna start with cali mike for this one cali mike what is your dream piece of k-state apparel that you do not own Uh uh-oh cali mike come on man nope cali mike dropped we're going up to the coffee fiend nick nick sipping on that Sugar espresso tonight for his yeah. drink of the pod. Yes, what is sir. your dream piece of K State apparel 
And then also, is there a dream piece for one of your beautiful little kids that you wish they had as well? Yes. So, um, start off with the, I like the, was it the 80s? Before we had the actual Snyder Power Cat, it was the uh, Screaming Wildcat. Um, and then I just like the lavender. I would like a lavender um, from whenever the basketball team had their lavender polos or um, pullovers. And then little Miss here just got a drencher in purple. That's honestly it. Just got to start getting the little purple t-shirts out. So that's just the main, just start with that and then go from there. So, so, so do you want like lavender polo, like vintage, because there's been some new ones that dropped. I think they're all sold out right now, yes. but so the vintage, um, if you go back on my Twitter, if you go back on oh. Twitter, there was, I, I posted the hat I found at the K-State Superstore. Okay. I'm trying to find what year it is, but from what I can tell, it's about the eighties. Um, right before, like I said, the, uh, Snyder Power Cat came to life. Okay. So um, I'll I'll, have, I'll put in the chat once I find it what year. But I like that traditional vintage, um, just screaming Power Cat head. I love that they actually have that on Rally House on a purple uh, polo. If anyone's interested, uh, we'll go to the good chef Andre Napier. Chef, what is your dream piece of K State Apparel? This segment sponsored by Homefield Apparel. What's going on, Scotty? Um, I will say I love the K-State baseball jerseys, but man, when they put that night out to K, uh, Kansas State baseball jersey with, it's just purple with emo on the back and it says Royals on the front. I love those. I'm sure they're not raised letters or like authentic, like raised letter jerseys, but that would be my dream merch right there. Just, I love wearing baseball jerseys and a Royal purple Royals jersey with emo on the back, number 22. That's so dirty to me. I love it. If I would have known that, I would have gone and gotten that for you. You should have. You should have just been thinking of me anyway. Well, I'm sorry. If they do that again, if like the next case they did at the K, if the, if you real, if it really is your dream piece of apparel, you let me know. I'll make it happen. I think they're so sick. I, I mean, uh, as many as they gave out, they can't be like two. Like, no, like they're quality, not. But- Oh, timeout. It's on July 22nd. Okay, I might text me or DM me. I, I might, I might I make you. that happen. Yeah. Uh, those, but I mean, no, I don't they're, they're not great. They're not great material. But if, because if, I've had the giveaway jerseys before. Mm-hmm. But, it, but if, if, it, if that truly is your dream, shoot me a DM and I'll see what I can do. Oh, I got you. Even if it's like not wearable, I'll frame it. And it's just, I mean, it's just cool to have, you know? All right. Hey, you know, if, if you think that highly of it, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can make it happen. All right. We're going down to Bob Trollsby himself. Bob Trollsby, you've been mentioned in a SI.com article, multiple podcasts, multiple radio stations. What a couple weeks for Bob Trollsby, but what is your dream piece of K-State apparel that you do not own? So we can talk as much smack on Bruce Weber as, as we want, but that dude had drip and his like the quarter zip that he wore with the script wildcats from the, like the throwback, like the white home home unis that we would wear with the script wildcats on it. That's just so clean. I'm a quarter zip guy. I cannot find that thing for the life of me. So first off, if one of you has a link for that, send it over. I would love to, to cop that, but Secondly, uh, they just need to release it if they if they haven't yet. But that's what I want. Was it the? So I, I know which one you're talking about. I don't think that one made it to market again. I I check probably three or four times a week every single online retailer that sells licensed K State apparel. That one never made it to market, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. That one was fire, and Bruce Weber did have drip. Uh, Coley Dub, I know you're going to be buying up some of these uh, t-shirts from Homefield. Use promo code Bosco's Boys for 15% off. I know those are going to be your favorite t-shirts in your closet, but what is your dream piece of K-State apparel that you wish you could own? Yeah, I think I think I annoyed them enough um, whenever I was tweeting at them every day, but I figured I should probably stop. Um, I think not necessarily to wear, but I think it'd be really cool to have like a J- uh, Jacob Pullman gray uh, jersey, like hang up or something. And then I don't even think this was like an official 
like licensed gear, but I feel like last year, maybe the, I think last year, the basketball team came out with some like lavender hoodies, but instead of like the ones we can all buy, it was this the lavender hoodie with the cokehead <laughs> Willie the Wildcat on like one of the chests, like left or right chest. I'm like that was it. I thought that'd be really sweet, but I don't I don't think that was ever available or even if it was official. I think that's something they just like made themselves. Yeah, so um, so uh Nike actually sent lavender sweatsuits, uh the hoodies and uh jogger sweatpants to K State and then the uh equipment uh team actually had those uh the cocaine willy logos and they stitched those on them for them. So that was like a in house thing. But I agree, that would be amazing. Uh, let's go to Connor Baltazor. Um, and actually, before I get to Connor Baltzor, Casey actually did sign a deal with Original Retro Brand, which just launched, and they are doing uh, throwback alumni basketball jerseys. So on the Fanatics website, they do have a Dean Wade one from the year we won the Big 12 championship, the purple. So you might be able to buy a officially licensed Jacob Poling gray jersey here in the future. Uh, so that could happen. All right, we'll go to Connor next. Connor, what's your dream piece of K-State apparel sponsored by Homefield? 15% off promo code Bosco's was on Saturday. Uh, there was a lot that I was going through uh, for this, and I have come down to, like, two options. The first one is, like, the like cream-colored K-State baseball jerseys. I think that those are sweet. On sale and- on Fanatics, actually. Oh, I know they're available. It's more about I don't have the $80 for them, but I would love to have one. And then uh, the other one is like this uh, polo. There's It's a polo that Bill Snyder wore on the uh, sideline one time from like the 90s. It's like purple with like white shoulders, and there's like some black, like blocky stripe things. Oh, I know exactly the one you're talking about. Is the yeah. picture of it like him coming down the uh, hill from the old uh, locker is. room? Oh my god! I, I, it's been my dream to just go through the bowels of veneer to try to find that same polo. So you know what? Don't tell Ace, but you're my favorite Aggieville Alley Cat because I'm right there with you on that one. I won't tell him. I promise. Yes, because actually, I do love you two equally because you guys are my podcasting sons we'll go to Hayes next Hayes what's your dream piece of K-State apparel that you do not own uh, I have this like cocaine cat shirt that just says Wabash on it but it's just like a little gray t-shirt I just want something else with that um, I don't really know I like to shout out to the uh, the one that the basketball staff was wearing this year that was sweet but that and like a quarter sip would be pretty cool so, like I said, there is a at Rally House, there is a cocaine cat polo. And then again, I can't tell you guys exactly what is in the home field launch, but if you want something with the cocaine cat, uh, I would check out homefieldapparel.com at 11 a.m. in Central Time Zone and use promo code Bosco's Boys for 15% off. I think you might be happy. Let's go to the baller status cat himself. Uh, he wants some more commitment party threads on KCA Online. You're going to have to wait for those. But Baller Stats Cat, what is your dream piece of KCA apparel that you do not own? Probably like one of the shoot around shirts from the last couple of years. If Jimmy were here, he'd know which one. Oh, I, I but really, it's, it's I, white with the I cocaine would, cat, gray sleeves with okay. Ema on the on them. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That or I really love to have like when we first got the elite jerseys and hoops of Michael Beasley one in black, those would be it. Yeah. With the racing stripe. Oh yeah. Those are classic. Uh, K state by 90, a college kid. What is your dream piece of K state apparel? Uh, if you could own anything, I'm a quarter zip guy myself. So the one that wet, the gray one that Weber broke out this year is a must have for me with the cocaine cat. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if Nike's listening, if Home Field, when they do a product relaunch, if anyone's listening, give the people what they want. They want some more cocaine cat. Uh, Callie Mike, Callie Mike, let's try this again. What is your dream piece of K-State apparel? All right, can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Okay. 
Uh, I'm driving, so that's what the problem was. Um, I'll try to get this in quick. I don't know if anyone said it, but it was up for like maybe two hours, and it was the Charlie Hustle satin lavender jack bomber jacket that had the cocaine cat on it. Um, but it sold out like immediately, and they haven't made more. So I I thought I saw her in the chat for a little bit, but she probably is in and out. I know Whitney, who was here for a little bit, she had that jacket. Uh, so that that is a baller one. So um, again, Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time Zone for Cali Mike. It's going to be uh, 9 a.m. You know, our Colorado Cats, 10 a.m. Our East Coast friends right at noon. Home field, 15% off. Promo code Bosco's Boys. I know there's some other 15% off codes, but guys, do it. Help me out. I want them to sponsor me in the future. Yes, and I, I do see, I see Parker uh, was in the chat. Shout out to him. It is, it's a big time, big time day here in the chat. And again, Cathead Taylor, I, I kind of want to know who, I, I want to know if that is who I think it is, but we'll, 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 we'll talk later. Let's get into it though. Uh, we had Big 12 Media Days. And again, I don't think it was anything too crazy. I think uh, media days, for the most part, it's nothing too wild, but I always love it. Football season is close. It basically takes up the timeline during the day. It's all I'm watching during the secret day job. But the big thing that really stuck out to me with Brett Yormark in his uh his, his introductory press conference, he said this like three or four times. He wants to make the Big 12 brand a cooler, hipper, younger brand. And this is something that he was uber successful at when he was doing stuff, bringing the Nets from New Jersey to Brooklyn. It is something he also failed miserably at when he tried to bring the Islanders from Long Island to Brooklyn. Failed miserably. But I want to know what you guys, what advice you guys would give to Brett Yormack or Mark, your, your Mark, to make the Big 12 a cooler, more hip brand. I'm going to start with the youngest person, I think, in the in here tonight. That's K-State by 90. K-State by 90, what, what does the Big 12 need to do to get cooler, hipper, younger? Uh, I think you got to attract the streaming services first off. I mean, that's where everything's going to. That's what all my friends use. That's what I use in college. That's what everyone does is they stream. But also, I think if you want to compete with the big boys, you've got to attract the Arizonas, the Arizona States, and the Colorados of the world because that's just going to make you more appealing and get your TV revenue up with the Big Ten and the SEC. Let's go to the next guy who I know is still in college, Hayes. Hayes. You hear Brett Yormark saying that he wants to get younger, hipper, cooler with the Big 12 and the brand. What advice would you give him? Um, I just want to know how he did it with the with the Nets because I feel like they went from being like a completely like looked down upon and forgotten about NBA franchise to even before they got uh, KD and Kyrie and all that, um, like being cool i guess like i i don't know how he managed that i i can't think of outward ways he did that except like changing the color scheme and everything and obviously moving to brooklyn um yeah and and he actually he had a uh he was on a panel and i I did a lot of research on him i watched probably six to seven hours worth of youtube uh videos which had him on panels he talked about doing that it was about changing the brand identity the logos the colors the jerseys going from new jersey to brooklyn helps and then again you had guys like jay-z and beyonce sitting courtside it's just kind of making it like the new the basically everything that the knicks used to be making them that cool new york brand that's what he did that's why i'm curious as to what could he possibly do with the big 12 because you know it is everything that he is not but he did a lot of work with NASCAR, and, and granted, there's not as much out there about how he helped take NASCAR to being a little bit more southern, a little bit more niche, to then you know having a race in the LA Coliseum, to getting some of these big TV deals. He was part of that growth in NASCAR, so 
I need to do a little bit more research to see what he did with them. I think that is more indicative than what he did with the Nets. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems like NASCAR is more popular now than it used to be, but um, I'm not sure about like how concrete that would be. I know motorsport in general is, but um, yeah, I just I, I it would be fascinating to sit down with him and like really get into how that happens because you can see it on the big picture scale like before and after, but uh, that's probably some like nitty gritty marketing stuff that actually gets it done. And hopefully he can bring that over to us, maybe like rebranding name wise, rebranding logo wise. That's something that we could also do. Um, I mean, there's no chance we have 12 teams and I don't know if we ever will again. So that's, that could be a possible change. Um, But he's the guy that would know. Let's go to Connor next. I, I think I'm knocking out all the young folks on the on, on the show tonight. Connor, what do you think they can do to get more, just make the Big 12 a cooler brand? Um, that's a tough question because I know that it's something that we've talked about on here before where that the younger generation is significantly less interested in sports than in the past. And one way i guess that we could try and remedy that is by finding a tv deal that not only is lucrative but um, that also is going to be um, advantageous from a marketing perspective and trying to make new marketing inroads to a younger demographic uh, utilizing social media in newer and creative ways uh, at least on a conference level on a individual team level i mean you have to worry about uh, getting people in the doors and keeping them in which of course is a bit of a unique issue at K-State with re-entry, which I don't want to jump the gun there. But there's, I, I don't have all the answers there because, I mean, I, that is like a difficult question. But Yeah, so I, I'll say this. This has nothing to do with the Big 12. This has something to do with K-State. You know what K-State needs to do? They need to find 25 hot TikTokers, men and women, give them a full-ride scholarship to come to K-State and have them show up because – Penn State actually did that with a handful of folks. I wish I could find the article, but I read that Penn State did that. They brought in like 15 TikTokers that all had like over 400,000 followers or something, gave them full ride scholarships, and then in the next two years saw uh, people applying to come to Penn State go up by 22%. I think K-State needs to get creative as hell to try to get more folks on campus. I don't think that has anything to do with the big 12. I'm also, I know nothing about TikTok or what the kids like. So I'm probably butchering everything talking about this, but that's why I asked the young people first, let's go up to Nick next. Nick, what could the big 12 do to brand itself, make it more appealing, uh, not just to younger folks, but just kind of change the perception and the cool factor with the conference. Well, with, EA Sports coming out with a college football game, I think that might boost it back up because we've had a hi- hiatus uh, for so long. I think that'll help, but honestly, the main thing is just getting on social media because that's what everybody's on these days is social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think getting active on there, especially for him as a commissioner instead of not, you know, Bob trolls me, man. I will say you are the man because you just trolled everybody. And uh, I even caught uh, Chris Kleiman almost saying Bob Trollsley, but he caught himself. But um, that was pretty funny. But I think, like I said earlier, it was just make sure social media, since that's what everybody is on right now, and then be in good negotiation, not in negotiations, but good graces with uh, college football, the new football game. So. Yeah, I like the idea of doing whatever we can to make the uh, Big 12 uh, as good or as visible in that new video game. I like that. Let's go to Bob Trollsby next. Bob, uh, you're a cool dude. I mean, you have swagger. You're in a band. What can the Big 12 do uh, to keep its brand hot, fresh, maybe change it around and kind of change the perception, not only just amongst the young people, but nationally? I think for starters, Brett Yormark needs to tweet more. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be a lot easier for me to continue to troll. Um, outside of that, you know, to, in, in all seriousness, I, I think he's batting above the Mendoza line, even with the Islanders being in his resume. 
Um, and, and the Islanders really, from a hockey standpoint, they haven't been that relevant for like 30 to 40 years when they had that dynasty in the eighties. Um, yeah, so but they all rebelled uh, like, like crazy against him. And granted, I will say so, this, he, he worked with the group that actually bought the Nassau Coliseum. So he actually was part of the group that then got them back and better footing back on Long Island. But, uh, they did rebel against him and it, and it was a failure trying to bring them to Brooklyn. Totally. And I do think it's harder to with hockey than it is when you had Jay-Z, you know, which, which hip hop and, and basketball are natural, natural partners there. It's, it's, it's harder in hockey when you don't have a Jay-Z type of character to help with the rebrand um, with, you know, and they also went to like the black and white, black and silver color scheme that as, as much as I hate the Raiders and the White Sox, it works um, from a branding standpoint. People like it. It's edgy. It is what it is. Um, so he did a good job with that. And I, I think he also took the more regionalized NASCAR and made that more of a national brand. So you think about Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Those guys had a lot of their fame happen <clears throat> while he was at the helm in NASCAR. So I think about with NIL, like one way that they can kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, up-level some of the brands is take advantage of some of those star athletes and and help broker some of those deals to get their names out there and, and get that brand recognition, not just for the big 12, but, but for those athletes. I think that's a natural partnership that you can use similar to what he was maybe able to do with Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Jeff Gordon. Um, and, and when he was able to secure one of the biggest at the time sponsorships for the Nextel cup uh, in NASCAR Take advantage of that. Do some co-branding type of stuff and, and have the Big 12 name on there, maybe with some of the NIL stuff, uh, if we're able to get like national national ads, national commercials for any of the athletes like Deuce Vaughn and, and the Big 12 that could potentially take advantage of that. I love it. Let's go to Baller Status Cat. Baller Status Cat, you think you're cool. I don't really think you are, though. Uh, but what can the Big 12 do to help its brand get cooler, hipper, uh, you know, you're a teacher. What what can the Big 12 do to make the young kids love the conference? Pretty much everything that's already been said. <clears throat> Continue hammering away at social media and find creative ways to grow the university and grow the AD. One thing that I'd like to see, though, because I am older, is just the accessibility of the games, being able to for the old people, making sure that it's easy for them to get the games, that will help too. But really just focus on the young people like everybody else has said. I will say this, everyone clamoring for CBS um, to get the tier one rights, uh, it is going to be next impossible. I, won't, I wouldn't say next impossible, but it is going to become a lot harder for folks to watch games if you're tying your entire T1 rights, especially during basketball season. Because um, Paramount Plus... If, if people think ESPN Plus is bad, Paramount Plus is horrible for live sporting events. They don't have the infrastructure. I think people, and again, I, I have no, no love lost for ESPN, but I think folks are going to have a reality check if we're trying to tie up our entire Tier 1 rights with CBS, um, and I think you will have some of those accessibility issues. Let's go down to uh, Cali Mike. Cali Mike, uh, what, what can the Big 12 do to stay relevant, freshen up the brand, and uh, become cool again? Hashtag make the Big 12 cool again. Um, so I think, you know, you got to get to the kids early, uh, like get into the elementary schools. I would never be a proponent of what the uh, soda companies do, but take a tip from them. Get to the kids early. When I was a kid at uh, Bishop Elementary School, they had a little notebook machine that you put in a quarter or 50 cents and it would pop out a uh, notebook with one of the big eight teams on the cover. Um, so I would say, you know, get to the elementary school kids and get them interested in the big 12 in some fashion. I don't know if it's going to be notebooks, but give them something. All right. We will go to Coley dub and we'll end this one with the good chef Coley dub. Uh, what, what does the big 12, big 12 have to do to become cool? Man, I'm probably like the worst person to ask this question. Cause I'm not a very cool person. So I'm really not sure. Um, I'd say Normark needs to just use all his connections as far as, you know, I guess celebrities he knows throughout Rock Nation and everywhere else. Um, Just start getting them all to come to Big 12 events, any and all Big 12 events, get it recognized. And uh, mainly just, he needs to 
stick with his game plan that he has and don't take shit from anyone else or any other conference. Yeah, it'd be wild to just see, you know, every Saturday, you know, whatever the biggest Big 12 game of the week is, is just some Rock Nation celebrity or, you know, Kyrie Irving showing up to Lubbock, Texas for a Texas Tech-Oklahoma State game or some shit like that. That'd be wild. We're going to end this one with Chef. Chef, I think you're cool. Uh, what, what, what do we need to do? I'm the coolest kid you know, but, I mean, it's everybody's kind of expanded on it. Um, social media is crucial. We have to get out. We have to get eyeballs onto the conference, and especially with the new teams and potentially even more new teams going national with the brand Big 12. Um, I think Big 10 is doing it, getting out west, getting those eyeballs on the Big 10. But, I mean, as a brand, the Big 12 going from coast to coast, almost going coast to coast potentially, um, and making for the younger kids, um, full streaming is kind of more accessible for them, but making it a year-round thing for football and basketball, um, getting little videos or um, shows or whatever, just a streaming thing year-round where it's in, in the process of, following these teams through camp as a big 12 member showing the teams to other parts of the country that haven't, I mean, people in Arizona don't give a damn about teams in Cincinnati or vice versa. So I think getting their, their brands from every team in the country, uh, every team in the conference all over the country would kind of be the way to do it. All right, we're going to move on, and this uh, next one is, and at the end of this, I'll, I'll kind of say the guys that I, I personally have been sleeping on, but this kind of came from a few shows I've been doing, some conversations I've been having with folks, and this has kind of come down to, I found myself sleeping on some K-State Wildcats, and I think last week we talked about maybe guys who were slept on on the Big 12 level, but I want to know you know, who are some guys that you feel that K-State fans ourselves, we're, we're sleeping on some of our own when it comes to this football team? Or, you know, I know there's some big-time basketball heads in here. If anyone wants to say a uh, basketball player that you feel is getting slept on for this first year of the Jerome Tang. So this is going to be uh, sponsored by our weekly shows here on uh, ColorCast because ColorCast is sleeping on our friends with Android. But again, we'll be going live every 7 p.m. in God's time zone, every Wednesday, except for the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, or if Sporting KC makes the U.S. Open Cup final. And in those cases, we'll go live on Tuesday. So let's start off with Connor. Connor, uh, who do you think K-State fans are sleeping on their own? So, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this example out there. I don't think Echo Boydo is being slept on by K-State fans because, again, at least in my circle, we all know Echo operates on an island. So, you know, who is someone you think that, you know, K-State fans, even those that follow the team pretty well, might be sleeping on? Um, that's a great question. I think if I were to answer it right now, I might say Drake Cheatham, the transfer safety uh, from Prairie View A&M. Because all the Ace and I are both really big fans of him. Uh, we think that he could have an excellent season. Uh, we're currently one for one on hitting um, the uh, Prairie View A&M transfers that are also in the secondary. So there's a good history there. But I think that he could have a potentially all Big 12 season uh, as the center field safety. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. He's going to have a big void to fill with uh, Rusty's leaving but I think that he, he could have a really big season. I don't think he's being talked about much, especially because today Kleiman said that he thought that was the biggest question mark was the safety position. But I'm pretty optimistic about Drake Cheatham. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think all the safeties are going to have potential to really make big strides. Let's go next to Baller Status Cat. Baller Status Cat, I'll let you go basketball if you want to because I know that is your number one love. Uh, who is someone that you think K-State fans are sleeping on? I'm going to say Ish, Masood, because I feel like so many of the fans are enamored with the other guys coming in, and people are sleeping on Ish, making some good gains with this new staff and the experience that he brings at this level of basketball. 
this will be what his fourth year now of playing Division One hoops. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, not just Division One, but Power Five hoops. And you know what? I think you can count me in there because I, I'm kind of looking at the roster setup. I'm like, man, how many minutes is Ish going to get? So I'll throw my hand up and say, you know, I, I 100% could fall under that category. Let's go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub. Who are K-State fans sleeping on their own? What, what's a name you would throw out there? Um, I'd say for football, probably Will Honus as the other linebacker spot opposite of Daniel Green. Um, I know he's – I feel like a lot of us, you know, we saw his coming in and, and just kind of based off his history of always being injured and all of this and that. And he really didn't perform the best in Nebraska, but it seems like he's been getting some hype from the team themselves and the coaches and everyone on the team. Uh, but I feel like us fans are kind of forgetting about him, and it seems like, you know, he's kind of kind of taking that next step and should have a pretty good breakout year. All right, let's go to the coffee fiend himself, Nick. Nick, who are K-State fans sleeping on? Um, I'm pretty big on the wide receivers. I know last year I was on Malik. Um, but this year Malik's going to have a big year obviously, and then Phillip Brooks, but I know a guy that's going to get his reps and catches in production, it's going to be Cade Warner. I know that dude's going to ball with uh, Adrian Martinez as his quarterback now, and he's going to have a big, big year. It's just people are kind of not forgetting about him, but just kind of putting him in the back burner behind Malik and Phillip. So I, I expect uh, Cade Warner to have a big year. Let's go next to K State by ninety. K State by ninety. Who are K State fans sleeping on? I definitely got to say Nate Matlick. I mean, with all of Felix's production, he's going to get keyed in on more. And I think Nate Matlick's bound for a first team All Big Twelve season. Man, I, I think I feel like you've said this on the live show a couple times before, and, and I'll I'll happily eat my words. I just don't see Nate Matlack getting enough snaps because I think Jaden Jalen pickle. And, and again, maybe he's the one like, I don't think I'm sleeping on him because I have him penciled in as a starter. I think pickles, the guy who's starting opposite of, uh, you know, of King Felix. So if it's Nate Matlack and if he has a first team, all big 12 season, my man, I will, uh, I'll let you host a couple shows, uh, because I, I don't see it happening, but I, I love, love the faith, faith in them. Maybe next year, but I, I, I don't see it, but, would love to be wrong. Let's go to Hayes next. Hayes, who who are K State fans sleeping on? I think Mr. D hints. Um, hand up. I kind of forgot that he was on the team and forgot about him. But it was kind of telling how much the coaches and other players how eager they were to mention him today um, when talking about the D line and with us switching to a three man front. Um, I think he could really easily slide in at either the middle or the edge, and especially with how much, not the edge-edge, um, you know what I mean. Anyway, um, but I think he could really easily slide in there, and especially with how much we switch, and uh, just the way they were talking about him gets me all, all excited. All right, we'll go to Bob Trollsby next. Bob. I'm going to go with one on offense and one on defense. Um, And I'm totally stealing this from Deuce Vaughn, but he's the guy that said that two younger players that are standing out to him right now are VJ Payne on defense. Granted, he's a true freshman, but so, you know, it may take some time. He may end up playing three or four games and then we, we bench him the rest of the season. But, um, you know, given Deuce's history and his, his, you know, pedigree coming from a family of, of talent evaluators from for the NFL, he kind of knows what he's talking about. So I'm going to say VJ Payne on defense. And then uh, RJ Garcia is another guy that we, we've heard his name so many times, whether it's from Chris Kleiman or, or all the way down to, to Deuce today. Um, those are two guys that I feel like we've we, – VJ not so much. We've not heard mentioned all that much. But RJ Garcia, we've heard mentioned a ton. I think this could be potentially a breakout season for RJ Garcia, especially with, with Martinez throwing the rock to him. I would love to see RJ. And then we'll go to Chef next. Chef, uh, who, who, who are we sleeping on? Well, I think we're, we're putting the word sleep in a, the wrong context because sleeping would imply that we, we've got him and we forgot about him because TJ Smith, we gave him a nickname his freshman year, the Wasp, and he was out there smacking cats before he got hurt. Then he came back last year, 
was a little bit of a step behind because of the injuries, but played all 13 games. Hell, he was second in the team in interceptions last year. If he can come back to form where his freshman year, where he's flying around, and he's the only one in the safety spot that has any experience at the Power 5 level, I think if he comes in and returns to form his freshman year, he can be that physical box safety that we have, and he can play where he's played in the past, too. Like I said, where he led the league, led the team in interceptions behind uh, Rush Yeast. I think he's the guy that we're all sleeping on. He's going to be the experienced defender in the back where we have the two lockdown corners, and he's our lead safety. Yeah, so he was on my list of guys that I – personally have kind of been sleeping on when I when I was doing a deep dive into the roster I was like man totally had forgotten about TJ Smith again some of the most electric plays early on in his career and then he's coming back from that injury you you called it out you know he he was grabbing picks I mean I think he got that pick versus Stanford I thought he was going to take it back to the house and then again maybe this is kind of it should be going along with uh Echo but I actually found myself when I was recording a podcast the the hot or not uh, episode, the hot take or not take with Grant uh, KSU RIP. I had totally like just blanked on Eli Huggins' name. I was like, I am missing someone who has all first team all Big Twelve potential on defense. I was like, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? And it took me like three minutes to come up with Eli Huggins because I'm a piece of shit. Um, and, and then again, there he was at Big Twelve Media Day. Him and Deuce Green acting absolutely adorable. Uh, I think I posted the video over on the Bosco's Boys uh, Twitter account. So, uh, yeah, I, I apologize for sleeping on that. But but TJ Smith is is a great one. Um, I think I got everyone for this one. Um, so let's move on to the third topic, and we actually might have time for a closer. It's been a while since we've had closers. Um, but Gene Taylor, and, and again, I I love Gene Taylor. I think Gene Taylor is a great athletics director. But uh, Gene Taylor has had one big blind spot. I think he has uh, made a massive mistake. Um, and he, I thought he was going to be the AD to get it done, but I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith. And if, once I get to talk to him, I, the plan is to talk with him in August. I'll, I'll say this right to him. Uh, the decision to once again keep exit and reentry around and not have general concession beer, wine, and seltzers for the uh, folks going to Bill Snyder Family Stadium. I think one of the biggest mistakes K-State has made, uh, because now at this point it has gone over, this will be the 10th year where there have been multiple teams in the Big 12 Conference who had uh, beer, wine, and uh, seltzers available for purchase in your general population concession stands. Um, So it's been 10 years. It is now just K-State and Baylor, I believe, who do not have it. Maybe Iowa State, but I, K-State is the only school in the conference without, with uh, re-entry after you leave, except for KU when they're begging people to come in without a ticket when they're trying to upset Oklahoma. Uh, one of the only schools in the entire country, I believe NC State may be the only other Power 5 program that has exit re-entry to this day. Um, I think this is a massive ball drop. I think it hurts the atmosphere. I think you're leaving concession revenue uh, on the table. I don't think there is a defensible position for this. But as a man of the people, I'm willing to hear the arguments uh, to tell me I'm wrong. There are people who have told me wrong on Twitter before. I've had these conversations before, but I think when you're talking about creating the best atmosphere inside the stadium, and I, and I understand that that might alienate a handful of folks, um, but I, I think this is the biggest mistake in the Gene Taylor era that he has now gone this long and allowed this to stay. I'm going to start with K-State by 90 again because he's a student. Um, and, and I will say, uh, according to the video, he said that the big reason why it wasn't even thought about is because they're going to use this year to try to figure out the uh, flow of people coming into the stadium with the new practice facility going up. That's going to change things on the East side. I'll, I'll, I'll say, okay, fine. I don't necessarily buy that. 
Um, but that, that's the reasoning that was given. I'm going to start with K State by 90 again. I'll start with the young people again. What are your thoughts on this as a student? And then we'll, we'll do our first two students and then our recent grad, and then we'll move to us old heads. But what are your thoughts on the decision, no beer and uh, keeping reentry around? It kind of just seems like a stall, his reasoning behind it, in my opinion. I mean, all, all of us college kids want to have a beer at the game. I mean, we all do. I mean, the reentry thing, it, it makes sense because it makes K-State unique and a lot of fans are just used to it. But personally, I don't really see it because there's a lot of money being left on the table for concessions. And even basketball has concessions that serve alcohol, so it doesn't make sense. We'll go to Hayes next. Hayes, what are your thoughts? And then I'll let both you, K-State by 90, and Connor say if you think if it was just like a regular vote amongst uh, K-State students, whether they would vote to get rid of exit uh, and re-entry to, have, to be able to buy beer inside the stadium, I'd be interested in what you guys think the vote would come to. But what are your personal thoughts on that first? I I hate it. Um, it's definitely the worst part of the game day experience, and it's not close. I mean, you can pick us off at the start of every third quarter and make the fan base and football program look terrible because no one's there, and it's kind of disgraceful. The stadium is absolutely dead for, like, five to seven game minutes every third quarter, and it sucks, and no one else has to deal with it, and there's no reason we should have to deal with it. Um, sell beer in the stadium so people won't go out to their cars. It's so obvious. And when you're talking about the student vote, I I really do think that the vote would be like 80% plus because even though there are some students that leave at the back, they're not coming back. They just leave and they just go to tailgate. Um, and they suck also. They suck just as much as the people that leave to get beer and don't come back for the fourth quarter. So, um, but yeah, I bet the students would be well um pushing for beer in the stadium and no re-entry we'll go to connor next as a recent grad connor your thoughts on the policy how do you think the students would vote if it was just a vote amongst the students and i'll say the students who actually buy tickets because again if you're not going to the game i don't really care what your opinion is um not that you're not a valuable member of the university but it, it the opinion wouldn't really matter much when you're talking about something specific for games uh, Hayes took the words right out of my mouth uh, with it being the worst part of the game day experience. I mean, it's true. I truly think it's embarrassing when we start the third quarter and the west side of the stadium is at half capacity, maybe because everybody's like trotted out to their cars to get like a slightly cheaper beer, which that's weird for the west side of the stadium to do because in theory, that's the side I can afford to actually get the in-stadium beers. But I think, I don't know if it'd be as high as 80%, but I do think that most students that care enough to actually vote about something like that would probably be in favor of canceling reentry. Because most people that I know that would actually care uh, would vote against it. And I think Hayes had a good point about it as well, where, yeah, there's going to be people that leave a halftime to go out to their tailgate and get beer. But more often than not, those people aren't going to come back anyways. They're there to tailgate, watch the first half, and say that they went to the game and then not come back. But they really don't care that much. But I, it's one of my biggest pet peeves with the game day experience, if not the biggest, is reentry and exit. I, I think it's awful, and I really hope that we get rid of it. I'll go next to uh, someone who has a kid. We're going to go to Baller Stats Cat because some of the arguments from some folks is, oh, you know, the, the people who say – get rid of exit re-entry, they don't have kids, and the big calling card is being able to uh, deal with that because of kids. What are your thoughts as a parent who does take your children to sporting events? Why can't we have both? Why can't we sell beer at my seats and have re-entry? Uh, so Gene Taylor's talked about this on the show multiple times and on Ask the AD. You are not going to find a single concessionaire contract that's going to do that because they have to take out extra insurance on the people who are working 
the uh, concession stands. You're going to have to add people checking IDs, and you are not going to maximize your profit. So they're not going to give you both. And here's here's my thing. And again, I, I know uh, we kind of loop these two together. I don't think exit reentry should be around, even if you weren't going to sell beer in the stadium. They've just coupled those two things together. Uh, but that's the reason. And, and Gene Taylor said that in multiple meetings before. Um, and I've looked up interviews, and it's the exact same way with almost every AD. The only conference or only school who's ever done it was uh, NC State did a one-year uh, test on it, and they did not come anywhere close to their revenue on beer sales. And I think they got rid of beer sales after that one year. Um, so all the studies show that you are not going to maximize. It's not going to be worth it for the concessionaire to take on the extra costs associated if you then uh, are still going to have exit reentry. I'm pretty sure they do it at Bramwich. I you know I've left and come back. Well, before. you're breaking the rules because that is not a policy. It's, it's really? right. It, yeah. It's on the signs as you leave that you are not allowed to reenter. Well, I'd honestly, I would rather have beer in my seats instead of being in the fucking corral over there because it sucks. I'd rather just drink right where I sit in football. And if that means no re-entry, then that's what I'd rather have. We'll go up to the good chef next. Chef, uh, I know you don't – you get back for a, a few games. Uh, you're, you're out of the area, though. What are your thoughts? And, uh, again, up in your neck of the woods, I believe uh, – Cincinnati even I don't know if they sell beer but when I was looking to uh the American it doesn't look like any American schools allow re-entry I yeah um I'll tell you from a a TV standpoint um seeing it like everybody was saying seeing the they come back from the halftime break and they show that little pan of the crowd and it's completely gone It, it it does kind of bring a tear to my eye that I mean we're not a full stadium anymore at, at the third quarter and I could imagine that it would affect the team a little bit but you know I mean from all the way from over here it doesn't affect me other than that visually um but I will say Morgantown they were pretty damn lenient on coming back because I'm pretty sure they sell beer there if they do, uh, and they, they do. and here here's the thing, I I can't speak for how much they police it, but I did, and this was when I I actually had a very long back and forth with Gene Taylor going back and forth, and I did all the research. There is not another Big Twelve school, including West Virginia, that allows exit and reentry on their policies. Now, if they're not policing it, okay, but I, I know for a fact they do not allow that in their stadium based on their posted rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, and I think that's, I'd hate to say that it's a little bit of a, that they could do, you know, they, they allow it and then give you a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you can get back into the stadium. I'd hate that. For them, especially because you were just talking about the insurance part of it and stuff like that, and if something was to happen, that I mean, they could always get sued for that. But you know, I mean, at West Virginia, I can only speak to the games that I've gone through in the twelve where uh, K State, and I know they do it. I know for a fact they they sell alcohol at Ohio the Shoe at Ohio State, and people that place is packed all the damn time. Um, and people tailgate like crazy there too. So, I mean, theirs is a little different at the, uh, at the shoe because you kind of have to go a long ways to get back to your tailgate. But, um, at West Virginia, a little bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, get back in the, get back to your seats. Um, so, I mean, it, it sucks that we're in this predicament, but I don't know which side's right, which side's wrong, but you know, I would just like a full stadium all the time. Just just visually, that's what I would like. We'll go to Nick, the coffee fiend, next. Another person with kids. I don't know if that affects uh, your view on this or not, because I don't have kids, and I'm open to being told I'm wrong. So, uh, I don't leave the stadium. I mean, been to Royals game with her, and then Tuesday game last year. Um, we don't leave, and usually I 
I'm with Chef, or not Chef, I don't know who said it before, I'm trying to remember. I would rather have a beer in my seat than in the corral, because obviously, you know, I'm with, I have my kid with me, so, um, and then just think of, I don't know who said it, the possibilities of money, I, I know it's been said in the chat of having a draft beer and the cost of that and the revenue, um, and then just the fact that we are missing out on so much money. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about money, right? But it's going, it would be going back into the university or to the athletic department and upgrading, you know, already fantastic facilities, teams and stuff like that. So um, that's my take. I don't leave, but it would be nice to have a beer, a Boulevard wheat in my seat while I'm watching cats football. We'll go to Bob Trollsby next. Bob Trollsby, thoughts on exit reentry? I mean, I I was saying this a little bit in the chat, but like I feel like the only reason why reentry was a thing for us as students, at least, was just to go out and have some cheap ass beer, which was nice. But hey, like if you are of age, you can just drink those beers in the stands, and and they're not going to be as expensive as like at a Royals game or a Chiefs game, hopefully. Um, so I don't know. I think we just need to rip the band aid and just do it and, and switch it out. Um, like it's just, it's such a silly fight. And I think we need to just allow beer sales in the stadium. We already allowed in certain parts of the stadium. We already allow it for other act, for other sports. So I don't get why every, make every, every yeah. other sport. Yeah. It's, it's just silly to me that we wouldn't allow it for football when we allow it for literally everything else. So like if you can sell beer in your student union while you're bowling, why can't you do it at a freaking football game? It's just stupid to me. We'll end this one with Coley Dub. Coley Dub, any thoughts on exit reentry and beer sales? Yeah, I don't know if it's like I don't none of, I guess none of us really know what the real official reason is. Um, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the actual real like, reason is. It's because the people who are passionate about exiting and reentry, I think they're a minority, but they're infinitely louder. They are infinitely louder yeah. about this, and they're in Gene Taylor's inbox. They're the ones who made sure when the season oh. ticket vote went out, they were the ones who made sure they voted instead of seeing something come from K-State Athletics and not opening it. That is 100% the reason why. Right. Uh, so, so that, again, that's... Gene Taylor can say what he wants, and I love Gene Taylor, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll have this conversation with him in August, hopefully uh, – right there on the zoom call with him, but he can say yeah. whatever he wants, but that's the reason it's, it, it's because right. the, the loudest people are the ones who are in the minority, but they're infinitely louder. And that's what I was about to say. I figured it was just a bunch of probably the older, you know, more wealthy alumni are the ones that are donating that are so just like, just so hardened about making sure they can go leave whenever they want to re like, you know, do the whole reentry thing. Um, but I think it's silly. Like it just like, yeah, it's like kind of like what everyone else has already said a little bit. It's at every other sporting event. Like it just seems so, so silly. It's not allowed, you know, concession beer sales in the stadium. For sure. For sure. So, uh, we're not going to do an MVP tonight because honestly, everyone's an MVP, but what I want to hear is your hottest college football take that you actually believe don't give me any like crazy bullshit that you wouldn't actually defend if i tried to argue with you not enough time to argue but i want to hear everyone's hottest college football take that you actually believe and uh it it can be big 12 k-state related or national doesn't matter i just want to hear your hottest take and we're going to call it a night after that again remember we're sponsored by home field apparel folks saturday 11 a.m. Central Time Zone, 12 p.m. Eastern. The collection drops. There's 14 pieces. They are elite. I've seen 11 out of the 14, and I guarantee there's going to be a shirt out there that you want to buy, and it'll become your favorite one. And then we'll be going live again next Wednesday, 7 p.m. right here on ColorCast. We're going to start with the Coffee Fiend. Nick, give me your hottest college football take. Hottest take. Holy, come here. Hey, drop that. Hey, stop it. Sorry, my dog decides to eat the kid 
toy. Um, anyway, uh, hottest take, I believe that when all this realignment and mega conferences are done, said and done, Notre Dame will still be an independent in football. Ooh, that, that is a spicy take. We're going to K-State by 90. K-State by 90, give me your hottest take that you believe. Uh, it's already been said tonight. Nate Matlek, first team all Big 12. I love it. I want that to happen. We're going to go to Connor next, who uh, agrees that Nate Matlack is being sloughed on. Uh, Connor, what is your hot take that you believe? Or let me rephrase, uh, your hottest take that you truly believe. Right now, I don't have a ton of hot takes, but I'd say West Virginia is the second worst team in the Big 12. I don't know. Uh, that's not that's not very hot, but that's okay. Like I said, I don't have a ton of hot takes. I had to think of something on the spot. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're you're fine. Like I said, you're at least for tonight my favorite alley cat. We're gonna go to Hayes next. Hayes, what is your hottest college football take that you truly believe? Oh man, this is a toughie. I don't have hot takes either. I'll just say that Notre Dame is perennially the most overrated. Uh, sports team in college sports yeah again not very hot i actually fully agree with that one let's go to coley dub coley dub give me your hot take you gotta give me something spicier than connor and hayes uh the university of texas is constant constantly paying journalists and media to rank them in the top half of big 12 every single season no matter how bad their last season oh my gosh so I <laughs> That's like conspiracy theorist stuff right there. I like that. I like that. I would not put that against them. That that's the first time I've heard that they're straight up paying these journalists. I I like it, Cole. That's spicy. A little conspiracy theory flavor. I love it. We'll go to Bob Trollsby and we'll finish with the good chef. Bob Trollsby, the guy who's getting name dropped on every single national college football podcast and radio station. What is the hottest take that you truly believe? Oregon and Washington will be in the conference along with Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado by 2024. And and the Big 12 will be the first conference to get to 22. Whoa. All right. All right, Bob Trollsby. I see you. I see you. All right. And then uh, we'll end with Chef. Chef, your spiciest, hottest take, but you have to actually believe it. I have to really put that caveat out there for you because I, I never know what you're going to say. I well, that's kind of crazy for you. My mine is not even that hot. I mean, it's just regional rivalries are lame as shit. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, they're not that important to me and personally, in my opinion. I don't think they're that big of a deal. Regional rivalries. I think we get more excited if we play a team that we never play before. That that's what I think, and I think regional rivalries overrated. Man, that is a fucking hot take, and I could not disagree more. I I care way more about playing Iowa State and KU than I would ever care about playing like Michigan. But I think the reason you you think that is because you're a local guy. You've never left. You've never left. Let's oh, okay. Be well, okay. You've never I mean, left. So your your thought is if I but you didn't this, you didn't phrase it. I chef. You said everyone. That's my take. You do believe that, and I'll, I'll give you that. There's passion in your voice. I hear it. But that's all we have tonight, folks. I love you guys. Those were some spicy. We might have to end the show with some hot takes a little bit more because Chef was bringing it. Cole was bringing it. Some folks were bringing it. Connor, Hayes, you guys need to step up a little bit more. But I love you guys. I love you all. This was a lot of fun. I cannot wait to do it again next Wednesday. And again, Promo code Bosco's Boys is going to get you 15% off your shirt of choice. Actually, it's not just one shirt. It's your entire first order. And if you've done an order from Homefield before, just get a new email address. Use your work email. Do whatever. Use your wife's email, your girlfriend, your mom, whatever. But Bosco's Boys is getting you 15% off, 15% off the entire order. We love you guys. We'll have a show that drops Friday. And like I said, we're the only K-State podcast that is going daily from now until the end of football season, or I die, get super sick, or I get burnt out and kill off the entire show. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Meet me at the get in. Hail to-
Spotify, UK State Wildcats form alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Podcast Network.